Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is Steve Kidd Helps Authors Write Books and Become Best Sellers. And we'll be talking with Steve Kidd himself, and he'll be talking about how to become an author, the process behind the creation of books from writing to publishing and marketing, up-leveling your business and self-development. All things I am very interested in. If you are, this should be intriguing. So uh, we'll be talking about coaching programs on how to write, write, publish, and market your book that you can find easily on a website, which is Steve's website, and books on how to be an author and how to succeed in the process. Now, let me tell you about Steve Kidd. I'm going to really sell him here, but I think he's going to deliver. So about Steve Kidd. Steve, Steve Kidd's big heart is what sets him apart. An international best-selling author of 20-plus books, that's 20-plus, and a third-generation minister, his specialty is seeing the up-level, the next, the more. He is an extreme visionary. I relate to all this stuff, Steve. Great stuff. I was an altar boy, but I never made it to a priest. <laughs> Living beyond the bleeding edge to the air being sliced through it in front of the tip of the arrow. That's a great metaphor it, or even description. If you want insight into trends, projects, and possibilities coming before it even seems possible, Steve is your guy. Now, getting into the specifics of Steve's life, Steve has helped thousands bring their message and the marketing to back that up to the world that has literally impacted millions with what his clients do in this world. A business coach for over 30 years, in fact, Steve actually started selling. <laughs> Excuse me, I didn't, I forgot to silence my phone. That's on me. Steve, Steve actually started selling at five years old. He hosts a weekly radio show called Thriving Entrepreneur. Great. That's what I want to be. <laughs> Steve's life mission is to spotlight amazing heart centered people and helping them share their message with the world. That's great stuff, Steve. Welcome. Great to meet you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being here with me. I mean, what you do, I mean, coaching is, I was a life coach uh, and coaching is awesome. So constantly growing field. Uh, and, and almost everybody has a book in, I would say everybody has a book in them. And, and, and a lot of people want to write more than one book, but very few actually write the book. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, over 80% of people say that they want to write a book, less than 5%. It's actually like 3.25% of people ever actually do. And that's, I mean, I mean, that, I think that's a ubiquitous situation. Like I said, I think everybody's got one in them. Um, but people, we, you know, we procrastinate. That's like, that's like the human disease is procrastination, right? The, the universal human disease. Uh, and not just on tasks, but on the more significant things, our goals or dreams. Uh, and uh, this is something that 
you know, a person may think about or even have a goal. Oh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to write that book. And they never get onto it or at least complete it, which is it's about the completion. So uh, is that when you coach people, that's you help them get to that. Or you, I mean, when I was a coach, I help people pursue their goals. Sometimes we achieved it when, when I, they were still my client. Usually I let them go and they're, they're continuing. They're making good progress and being uh, consistent in their pursuit of it. Do you help people actually get to the completion or the publishing? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I say that literally I've worked with thousands, that's thousands of people whose books have come out using the system I created. I've been doing this since 2007 now. So yeah, I've worked with a lot of people go from, I don't even know what I want to do all the way to, you know, not just having a book, but having it be a bestseller. So when it comes to books, you're the man, it seems like. (laughs) Most everybody that you hear that talks about writing a book and making it a bestseller is probably using my system, doesn't even know that they did. Fantastic. All right. So let me get into my first meaty question. Well, it's actually it's a three-parter. What is a bestseller? Why would I want to have one? And how can it help me? It's a great place to start because, and this is going to seem a little counterintuitive, but stick with me here for a minute, Tony. Bestseller is only the beginning. In fact, actually book 20 that just came out is entitled bestseller is only the beginning. Bestseller is not a destination. It's a foundation. Um, I'll give you the perfect example for that. Um, when you graduate from medical school, you walk across a the stage, they give you your diploma, which means that from that moment on, you are Dr. Tony. You're not just Tony. Now you're Dr. Tony. You're that forever. Um, Now I can tell you statistically that we graduate about twice as many people each year from medical school as there are available internships in the United States. So half of those people are never going to be in the medical profession whatsoever. Wow. Um, But the truth of the matter is, is that That diploma only means that you have shown a proficiency and the ability to pass a test on anatomy and physiology. Those are not the people you want to perform surgeries on you or really even diagnose you with a cold. You know, they have a degree, okay? Bestseller from a marketing standpoint, and it's important to note, I'm a marketing company with a strong publishing division. I've been in marketing space my whole life. Uh, You know, you talked about me starting selling when I was five, started a marketing company um, as a young adult in 1988. So I've been doing marketing both offline and then when we became the internet. Um, bestseller is a credential. It's where we start. It's the foundation from there is what we build everything on. Um, you know, it is the thing we have to have in order to maximize our stuff, but it's not the goal we reach. It's actually where we want to start off on, on day one. So that's the answer to your first question. Let let me interrupt you a moment. I remember many times I've been advised or read that I should write a book so I can put the title author next to my name, but you're going beyond that. You're saying not Tony Petrosa author, Tony Petrosa best-selling author. That's got obviously much, much better. <laughs> that is such great marketing language. One of my early, uh, one of my greatest friends, great person who wrote an amazing book. Um, his name's Carl Michelle. His book is 365 Hip Hop. Um, it's 365 because it's literally a daily each day. It has a little motivational quote. Um, prior to his book coming out, he was offering to speak for free, couldn't get people to return his phone calls. 
within 60 days of his book coming out and becoming an international bestseller, he was booked out six months in advance at $2,000 per speaking gig. That's the difference between just being some guy with a great message because his message didn't change and a guy with a great message that has the credentials to back it up. So, so it's, you have a much greater perceived value. I mean, they went, he went from free to being paid well uh, to do the same thing he was doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I mean, ultimately in marketing, it's about what people's perception is. You know, that's why when we order a Coke at a restaurant, in fact, usually most of the time, the waitresses won't even say to you, we don't actually have Coke here, we have Pepsi. They just bring you whatever the brown colored cola drink they have is. And most of the time we call it a Coke. Or, you know, you got to sneeze and you reach for a Kleenex, not a facial tissue, but for a brand name. And that's the same thing with Best Song Author. It's a name that sets you apart. And that's a, there's a lot to be said about that. And I used to kind of resent that in my younger years. Oh, I know it's a tissue. Why are people calling it Kleenex? But it's because the brand is so pervasive, so dominant, that it, is, it replaced the item in terms of terminology. Yeah, absolutely. So ask me again, what was the second part of your question? Okay, uh, why would I, okay, I, it was why would I want to have one? But you just explained why I wanted to have one. I think you answered that. Uh, and I, the third part was how can you, well, how can it help me? But I think you, you at least you're ebbing into it at least. Uh, but I mean, can you be more specific in how it can help you? I mean, okay, so say I write an, uh, I mean, at the risk of, of being uh, ridiculous. I mean, writing a best-selling book, it seems like a dream, uh, you know, and you're, you're saying, no, it's a formulaic goal. <laughs> it's kind of like that day when you found out that your parents were the ones putting the gifts under the tree rather than there being a Santa Claus. Um, when you listen to me and you discover that it's actually a system to become bestseller, um, it's not mystical or magical. There is actually a process to it. And I am specifically talking about Amazon bestsellers, two reasons. Number one, because Amazon sells between 80 and 95% of all books sold, meaning that everybody else in the world, everywhere else in the world you can buy books, doesn't even equal you know, 10 or 15% of all the sales in the world. Um, and secondarily is because their list is the only one that's statistically driven. Now, Amazon's list updates on an hour by hour basis. So it's a little bit more volatile, a lot more volatile than say the once a year or twice a year New York Times. But it's based purely on the book that's at number two and the book that's at number three, the book at number two sold more copies of that book during that hour than the book at number three. And so the list does change. And there's a whole bunch that I won't get into that's technical stuff in their algorithm. But that's the underlying core of it is what book right now is actually selling the most copies of that book. Um, and so what that means to you, you said, what is that going to do for you? Well, it, it's all again about the marketing power behind it. So everybody has an IFO, an irresistible free offer, or they should, you know, we've got our free giveaway at the end of the show here. I'll give the guests a free gift. You know, we always want to do that. The That's great. I've never heard that term before. That is great, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the difference between 
here's five things that I came up with because I'm so wonderful and brilliant and you should get it. And five things that are based off of my best selling book. Now just listen to this, the powerful difference in your ability to be able to do that. You know, Um, Seth Godin said, I love this quote. He said, if you want to make money with your book, then don't. But if you want to make money, you absolutely have to have a book. It's not going to be the money. You know, I mean, you're going to make a dollar or two off of a book. But when you have a course based off of that book, it makes that course a million times easier to sell. Wow, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, and it's something I've wanted to do. And I've had a few uh, guests on the on the podcast that were also in the same genre as you, uh, coaching people to write and or lit- in that literary uh, niche, um, and and yet I still haven't. You know, and I'm like, okay, because I want to write a book because of all the reasons you, you described, uh, and I and I know I'm I'm a pretty good writer, uh, and I know I could write some good stuff, uh, and I have very deliberate things in my business and that I'm doing. But I still haven't done it yet. <laughs> you know, I mentioned that I mentioned that procrastination thing. Um, that that's uh, that's the bitch part see, for me is that procrastination. Uh, you know, I guess I got a hundred things to do. Oh yeah, and including writing that book, uh, but I haven't touched it yet. Why not? You know. Uh, so do you you help people with that part? Absolutely. And one of the things, you know, because both of us have uh, radio shows, podcasts, you know, we do a lot of talking in front of microphones. One of the most powerful elements of that is using speaking to write um, and or using things that you already have recorded. Um, There's something really challenging about a blank piece of paper or a blank screen that has no words on it. Um, And then we always keep trying to jump back and forth between right brain and left brain of should a comma go there? Was that the right word? Was that then or was it then? Which one of those really is it an affect or an effect? You know, all of those kind of things. Whereas when we talk, when you and I are having this conversation right now, even if I use completely the wrong word, you and I'll just laugh about it and we'll move on. Yes. And when you're doing that interview style, when you've got somebody that's working with you on that, um, you can then have a specific conversation about that. That person can say, hey, wait a minute, Tony, you said something really powerful there. You may have said it a thousand times and you don't even realize how powerful it is anymore. But they're like, oh my gosh, no, you've got to say that again. That's the whole entire title of your book is, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, those are the kind of things that somebody, especially somebody interviewing you does. Um, but even like when I do them myself, I, I essentially interview myself. I ask the questions in the back of my own head and I go on Zoom uh, because I happen to have transcription built into the level of Zoom that I have. And I write my books all audio that way as well. You know, I've got probably somewhere between six and eight other books that I'm working on right now besides the one that just came out. Um, and it's just so much more powerful to get that stuff out um, and then have other people who love finding out and looking at is the comma in the right place. You know, there's people that actually love that. Yeah, I did. They're, they're really, really weird ones. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was the editor, Rex Sykes, who is uh, really huge in the field of neuro-linguistic programming and personal development, like something of a guru been at it like 40 years i was actually the first editor of this book that came out like two years ago get the life you want which i, th- I think i think it's a bestseller now 
And uh, and that was drudgery for me. <laughs> but I was so I loved Rex. He was a mentor of mine, and I was, and I, I loved NLP. I still I'm a practitioner of NLP and personal development. So that the, the content I save it. I loved it. But the editing thing, I I, I it's, it's no wonder why I got fired as the editor, and he got a real editor to replace me. But I still was the guy who put the framework of his book together, and that book is being acclaimed now. Uh, and so I feel very good about that, obviously. Uh, but it's a great process. There, you know, there are different roles, but the indispensable role of the author uh, that could be that could be the person listening right now. Absolutely, so, someone who has never written and only dared to dream about it. You're saying that they can that can be the person listening right now, listening to my words, Steve's words, and we're going to get into more of that. All right. By the way, this is an audio podcast. You're listening, but Steve is nodding. <laughs> okay, so let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, and we'll come right back with Steve Kidd. This episode of Self Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. Do you like learning by yourself or with others? What if you could do both at the same time? Visit www.proficio.io. That's proficio.io, where you can learn in the environment that suits you as you choose. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozo, having a wonderful conversation with Steve Kidd, literary coach, and seems like a master at it, quite frankly. By the way, Steve, I love you. You'll love your last name, Kidd, K-I-D-D. I mean, Captain Kidd, that was, you know, I'm sure you get kid a lot by that, but it's very cool. I mean that, I, very cool. I mean that seriously. <laughs> It's a great stage name, isn't it? I was actually born with this name. And and uh, when I was singing from stage, I was like, no, I'm going by my name. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have to change my name, Petroza, which is a, you know, a fine Irish name. But uh, I'd have to go. But then again, if De Niro pulled it off, but he, you know, he's one in a million. But okay, so uh, we're getting into, all right, I mean, possibly writing a best a bestseller and you you've alluded to uh what it takes now we'll get into a little down a little further down the rabbit hole which uh, i think is going to bring us right up to speed uh and you talked about the being the unique self uh well i'm paraphrasing uh and so you're saying are you saying that passion is where it's at in terms of being an author Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, you, you got muted all of a, a, a second, uh, Steve. Am I back now? Can you hear now me? you back? Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the thing about it is, is, is that whether you're talking about what I said earlier, you know, about people that love making sure commas are in the right place or the guys that get really lit up about accounting or things like that, every single one of us has a unique and specific special reason for us being us. And you may be talking about the same thing that a million other people are talking about. Nobody is saying it the way that you say it. They're not doing it the way that you're doing it. And they won't reach the people that you're going to reach. It's, it's kind of like those of us that were parents, you know, how the thing that you've told your children a thousand times over and over and over again. And then they come home one day and they said, guess what Mr. So-and-so said. And you're like, 
yeah, I've been telling you that for years. It's like, no, you haven't, dad. You've never said anything. <laughs> you know, the same thing is true with every single one of us with our message. It resonates with that person it's meant to resonate for. And um, without you saying it, there's going to be, you know, a missing spot in the world. And so, yeah, I absolutely do believe everybody has at least one book, probably multiples of them in them. You know, I've long professed that the, the most valuable gift that every single person in this world has is their own life. And I don't see that. I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean, that's how you're conscious in the world through your life. And you are, and you actually are a unique person. Some are more unique than others, it seems, or shall I say more conform, or less conformist than others, perhaps. Um, but nonetheless, no one has your experiences, your exact belief system, uh, your passions, your strengths and weaknesses, your skills, exactly. And with those things, you can really, if you really embrace your individuality to whatever degree you, you can or do, you're going you're gonna to be the greater gift to the world. I don't mean that in any sort of narcissistic or aggrandizing way. I mean that your unique self is, you know, the, you know, the, uh, it's a, the expression, what do you think, you're God's gift? And, you know, it's a, it's a derision. Uh, but you actually, every person is God's gift, <laughs> right? But not in a narcissistic way, in a truly spiritual, wonderful way. We're all God's gifts, all right? And let's bring our gifts forth. That's that's what I profess. And if you can put it down on paper or on a, on a digital screen and articulate yourself, you know, hello, bestseller. Are you there? Amazon, Jeff Bezos, you're listening. <laughs> Do you agree, Jeff? I mean, Steve, I'm not, you're not Jeff Bezos yet. I mean, Steve. not yet working on that, though. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in point of fact, um, you know, it's the things that people don't say often that are the most empowered you know we all too often we look at somebody and it doesn't matter whether you're talking jeff bezos or oprah winfrey or uh, tony robbins or you know i mean the list just goes on and on of incredibly amazing people and so then we put ourselves next to them and then we immediately find our side of the scale you know too light it's one it's you know lacking it's waning because of the fact that we don't have their worldwide international name recognition. But that doesn't mean, um, there's an old story, if you don't mind my telling a story. There's Go an old it. story about a guy that's watching, watching a little girl. One, one thing, Steve, let me interrupt you real quick. I'm hearing a, a mic being moved around a little bit. Can you stabilize your mic? Um, it's on a stand, so it should be fine. I'll now it's good. I'll take here. my hands. I'll take my hands off the desk. It was probably my okay. hands on the desk. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, an older gentleman was watching a little girl walking down the beach after a great big storm, and she was throwing starfish into the ocean just as quickly as she possibly could, just running down the beach, throwing these millions upon millions of starfish that had washed up in the storm. And the older gentleman walked up to her and he said, you can't possibly save every single one of them. And the little girl looked at him and she said, yes, but to that one, it made all the difference. And yeah. when we begin to really realize that if our book really only reached one person and it made a difference in their life, just like on this show that we're talking about right now, we want millions to hear this episode but if even one person just got one little tiny thing and it made their life better, 
that would totally be worth it. Actually, Steve, I just want 10, 10 to listen. No kidding. Of course, absolutely. You know, and that's why, you know, when you go on, on social media, which is taking over communication, which you, where you get to see numbers, all these numbers, followers, likes, engagements, you know, obviously the more you see the, you know, it's like an addiction is, I think it's become addiction for people, you know, uh, but just reaching one is, is, is the reward. That's the connection. That it's just so wonderful. Just like when I when I worked as a coach, uh, you know, obviously I worked one on one. I never did group coaching, uh, even though I'm, my the app that I've created, Proficio, will ha, uses that dynamic. And, uh, and by the way, you know, so I created this app, uh, which is a virtual co coaching program, and it helps anyone complete a self help course and get everything that the the author of the course promised. It's going to be a revolution in self help. With your, uh, I know you've written 20 plus books. I know that you're a, a book, a literary coach. Uh, when you, you do you take on clients and uh, you take you take them on in any phase of their authorship. Is that correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, all the way from, I have no idea what I'm doing to, you know, my book is 10 or 12 years old and I just need to do the marketing on it. Wow. Great. So every facet of it. Uh, so, and you, and you know, so when I was a coach, I worked with a person for a duration and then it was over and, uh, but, and you do that too, right? Yes. Right. So what I what I created with this virtual pro coaching program is like, say, if, you know, and you, you and I may talk about this later, you know, it's, you know, they, they buy a person buys a self-help book and vast majority of the time they go, they, they look at it, you know, they get a, their eyes glaze over. Oh yeah, this is going to be totally great. And they don't do, they don't do shit. <laughs> they don't do nothing. Right? And I know I'm speaking from experience. All right. All right. People, even though I'm an NLP practitioner and a coach and all that, you know, uh, but, uh, and this solves all those problems, you know, and so it, because that's it's designed to do, um, uh, but you, when they hire a person like you, which is a live person who, who's an expert, has experience and is, watches them with a keen eye and, and can use, has all these resources, they can get the goals that they, they establish with you, which may be now de definitely publishing, definitely marketing. But what about specific goals like best? We're going to get into some of the dynamics of, of being a bestseller. But of being a bestseller, I mean, when I asked you at the outset, what is a bestseller? Is that a vague term? Is that a relative term? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. No, actually, very specifically. So again, we're talking about Amazon. Amazon has a list, uh, top 100 in each of their categories and subcategories. Um, and we are talking about a bestseller on one of the top 100 in their particular category. We are talking about in my opinion, at least a category that serves your book. You know, if you're writing a book about NLP, you don't need that in underwater basket weaving. Right. You know, okay. I so, mean, so categorically and, yes. and using the Amazon uh, criteria, which is top 100. Yes. But of course there are other definitions, but that's what you, that's what you like to use is this top 100 in a category on Amazon. So all the others that you're thinking about that are doing, they're really actually using that same thing. We'll use the one that everybody thinks of, New York Times. Um, New York Times buys a list from the Nielsen company, you know, the folks that do the ratings for television shows. Sure. Um, and it's the same exact list as what, well, it's a similar list to what Amazon's doing. It's categorical breakdown of the top 100. 
here's the difference. The New York Times and any of the others like that, that I'm thinking of, you know, Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur Magazine, et cetera. Um, they are a privately held company that's writing an editorial. So they take that raw information and rather than just put publishing the information, they determine who do we believe is or should be on this list. And so, for example, um, you know, there was a young lady who was actually the number one best-selling author of a sci-fi fantasy book. Um, and the New York Times took it back away from her. The reason being is because they found that she had actually sold all of her books directly at Comic-Cons and things like that. And they didn't deem that as being quote unquote real sales. So really, when you look at most any of those lists, what they really are a reflection of is not sales, but of big box purchases, meaning that Walmart bought like 50,000 copies of, you know, who Stephen Covey's latest book. And um, that doesn't mean, I mean, now when you're talking to Tony Robbins, or Stephen Covey, people like that, they're almost always going to sell through, but it not doesn't necessarily. <laughs> well, maybe not yeah. due to his unfortunate bike accident, which killed right. him. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but the thing about it is, is that that list that you see is only about purchases. It doesn't mean that anybody actually ever bought the book. Uh... Um, in fact, I'll even take it a step further for you because you were talking about before the problem with, uh, you know, coaching programs and personal development is sure. we get this book especially when we buy it at an event, you know, you hear this guy speak oh, yeah. and your world is just rocked and you're like, There's Oh, so I'm going to take sizzle. this book home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you gonna know, be, I'm going to be great. I'm going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to rule the world because of this new program. We get this book yeah. and it's your typical 350 page book. Yeah. Um, and you get about hundred pages into it and you're excited and you go out and you start doing the first things and then, you know, life happens. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that book, goes with the 80 other books that you have or thousand other books that you have on your shelf and it never gets finished either. Exactly. In fact, Amazon statistically has found that if your book is a hundred pages or less, I'm talking print pages. So I'm talking a tiny little book, yeah. hundred pages or less, more than 60% of the people that get it will finish that book. When it goes from 101 to 200 pages, that drops to about 20% of the people that ever even finished the book. Yeah. And then if your book goes over 200 pages, you know, with the average book, people telling you to be a 350 page book, if your book is over 200 pages. It's less than 3% of people that ever finished the book. No surprise to me. Yeah. No surprise to me. And, and, you know, and that, and that was exactly one of my motives. You know, I created it proficial for self-help because I love self-help, but it's really the real value of self-help, the true value is the potential that is typically untapped. Uh, and But I also realized the problems that were intrinsic in it. And they're the same problems that are intrinsic in everything else, whether it be reading a book or anything else. And but specifically for self-help, but they, they, it carries over to books and everything else. Person you know, they, they bought the sizzle. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. And they never even opened the frigging book or open mm. in my case, course, self-help course. And I'm actually more guilty of that than I like to admit. But then, then the, the second problem is that they don't apply what they've learned. Okay. Uh, and which is a pretty critical thing. 
And the third thing is that they don't finish it. And this is what I'm really guilty at. I'm a really great starter, starter, terrible finisher, right? Started so many more things than I've ever completed. All right, so Proficio solves that, those three problems, but then it also solves the most important problem, which is not a problem in, in, in a general book, but in an instructional book, like you do, well, I think you do, uh, or a self-help book, self-development book, it's it's critical. And that is that you don't can apply, especially continuously, but at least apply after the fact, the things that you learn. Because that's when we learn things like that are directed, it's mm -hmm. so that we can use them for something. And if you don't use them for that yes. thing, you basically Myers never read the friggin' book. <laughs> you've got the, you know the, the the great the it's an aphorism that knowledge is power now that's that's half the half half of it it's applied knowledge is power only applied knowledge is power knowledge is just a bunch of information we mm. must apply it so proficio solves all four of those problems it's going to create a, a revolution of success uh and but i've got so many books that i you got to see my library and then you know my my snipe friend comes in. Have you read any of any of these? Well, I got one of them. I, you know, <laughs> I love books. I, I to me it's a sin to throw out a book, you know, and because it's 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 a not only is it potential like in, in terms of nonfiction self-help, but it, it's somebody's wonderful work, you know, talk about the individuality that this is what they put out. There, there's a, that that should be honored. Or acknowledged at least. So I mean, I really, really feel it's a it's a kind of a sin to throw out a book. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you don't want it anymore, put it out some way. Put it in front of your house that somebody will take it, or you know, somebody will take it because that that's how I really revere it, man. <laughs> well, let me take that another step further. When you're talking about your book, mm. okay? When you have, I've got one of these here on my desk. Um, we all do. You know, a company comes by and they give you their business card, right? You know, yeah. some you know, uh, an electrician came by, I think that's who that card was, you know, and they give you your business card. Well, let's be honest. They either do one of two things. They sit on, they sit on your desk um, and they just get shoved in a drawer or they sit on your desk and then eventually they get thrown away. Yes. It's not true with the book. Yeah. We may put a book in the free bin. We may donate it to the local library or something like that, yeah. but we just don't throw books away. So even if you're just talking about a really powerful business card, that is something that really puts you in front of people. And then if it happens to be a bestseller, you know, all the more so. I agree. Okay, let's take a moment to hear. I, I, let's take a moment here from my sponsor. I, sh I wanted to do it 10 minutes ago, but we were just talking about two, the stuff was too great. I wasn't going to do it. So a moment here from my sponsor, and we'll come back with Steve Kidd. Great stuff, Steve. I'm loving it. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. What is the key to wealth? It's not just making money. It's not wasting it, avoiding debt and costly mistakes. To get the wealth mindset, visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can start acting like a millionaire instead of just dreaming to be one listening to the self-help coaching podcast with me your host tony petroza we're having an incredible conversation with literary coach steve kidd and we've talked about a number of the dynamics and facets of, of writing a book being uh writing having a bestseller and we've we've talked about you know what leads up to it but uh 
let's get into the meat of, of what, what's going to be the source of, of this forthcoming bestseller by you. And that's the passion. How do I find my passion and live in it in regarding being an author? So the starting place for that, um, and there can be nuances to it like everything, but the starting place to that is, what is that thing that you say all of the time? Now, again, those of us that have children, mine are grown now, but when they were teens, they're the perfect litmus test for this. If you say something and your teenager rolls their eyes, that is the perfect clue of a thing you've said so many times. And the way that that you know, dovetails into our passion is why are you saying that? You know, I used to always think, cause my mom is a, is a great house cleaner. I thought everybody's mom was a great house cleaner. Um, and then in my first wife, when I got married, um, I met her, her mom and she was as far the other direction of a bad house cleaner as my mom was a good house cleaner. We'll just say that, you know, um, well, said. and yeah, you know, and the thing about it is, is if you're saying to your child, clean up your room, clean up your room, clean up your room, uh, turn off the lights, turn off the light, you know, I mean, whatever that thing might be, what is the why for you behind that? Um, and it, now it doesn't have to be something as simple as that. But when we have certain things that come out of our mouth, why is it that that's something we're passionate about? You know, why is it that some people, even if you go into, you know, really divisive things like uh, politics, why is it that, uh, you know, a politician can stand up and say something and one person will be totally applauding it and another person will be absolutely just tearing their hair out angry. Um, and it's those kind of things that begin to give us the insight into what is the heart and soul and core of our passion? What does that mean to us? Again, even something as simple as cleaning your room. Is it, you know, I want my child to have the skills to be able to grow and manage their own life. Is it just purely a matter of you grew up with a very messy mom and you won't, you refuse to live in that kind of house? I mean, what is the heart and soul and core of you? Um, and then we begin to dive into that. Um, and we go the next step of, if I could only talk to one person, going back to that one person thing I said earlier, um, what is the one thing I absolutely want to make sure I hear them, you know, they hear me say. Right. Now, we talk about elevator pitches. I don't know I've ever been in an elevator that's long enough to really capsulize that for any of us. Yeah. Maybe the one in like the Empire State Building or yeah. the Space Needle or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, very few elevators that are that long. Um, but, you know, if you had five minutes, what is the one thing you really want to make sure that that person says? And then on top of that, what do they need? You know, because if you're just spouting off and you haven't identified who you're talking to and you haven't identified what they need, you know, then it's just more words. Um, so those are kind of the three elements of that. And from that, um, you know, that's again where the interview process comes out so well, because when you get on a Zoom call with somebody like me that knows what they're doing and I begin to ask you questions and get you talking. And you're just going to share your heart and soul and core of who you are. Just like now, Tony, you've talked several times about the problem that there was in the industry and the solution that you knew you needed, plus you know other people needed. And then you went out and built something to really address that issue so that people could get the help that you know they need, but they couldn't get through. Exactly. You know, um, and in, in just hearing you, I can then 
you know, not only record that, but we can reflect that back to you. And then the whole book builds from there. Hey, can I subscribe? I'm talking to an author. How dare he? <laughs> 20 plus books. <laughs> Sorry about that, audience. I, I'm a cat. I'm an animal lover. I have five rescue cats running around my office, uh, my building. Uh, I, and that's one, you know, that's one of the things after my company becomes bigger than Apple, or actually before that, but that's how big it will become. One of the things I'm going to do is create a foundation to save animals. First cats, then dogs, and then we'll expand from there. But, uh, you know, there, you know, when you have a reason, when you have a reason to do something and another reason behind that, and you can focus on both, you can get more motivation to do something. But okay, and speaking of, is a perfect segue. Okay, so uh, we're talking about writing uh, and for the person listening, and how does that person know what to write or what the next step for them is? Well, if you're doing it by yourself, um, it can be a little bit more difficult. And I have written a couple of books to kind of help people identify that kind of a thing. You know, again, I would really strongly, strongly encourage you um, to really begin to look at those things we were talking about. Um, you know, what is the heart and soul and core and the reason behind why you do what you say. But the truth of the matter is, is the reason why coaching works is because all of us need help with things. We need somebody outside of ourselves to be able to hear ourselves and to be amazed by the things that we say that we've said so many times that we're like, ah, oh, nobody wants to hear me say that again. You know, I'm even tired of hearing me say that. <laughs> um, and that's where I really highly recommend the concept. And even if it's just a friend of yours, you know, even if it's just a buddy that you just, you know, that sits down and asks you the question with a little MP3 player between you, um, it's so much more powerful. Um, and then to be able to go back into that and listen to and be like, wow, that really is the thing that is coming out and is coming up all of the time. And then that's where, you know, really what to write from. And of course, in the interview process, I'll ask you the questions, walk you through it. And then my staff will bring you back a uh, initial draft of your book. And you'll be like, um, as one of my authors said, she said, I finally, for the first time in my life, actually hear my voice. And I know what it was that I've always been trying to say that everybody tells me I need to write. And I didn't even know where to start because I couldn't hear my own voice. You know, one of the things that that's fantastic, Steve, one of the things I love, uh, that I heard Tony Robbins say, who, who's an icon of, my, of mine, is that everybody, he said that everybody exaggerates uh, what they can do in one year, but totally diminishes uh, what they can do in five. <laughs> right so uh you know but the point is once you get going and keep going you're well on your way and that is the critical thing that's that's people who who get coaches uh, understand that or learn that uh and and, and is the game changer because of, as, as i talked about procrastination that's everyone's enemy and action especially concerted directed action is where it's at you know uh we talked about self-help both of us Self-help is a, a huge field, but the vast majority of people are not into self-help. And I contend, there's a number of reasons. I contend the primary one is people's fear of failure. Uh, they, they just, why, what I, what I want, why do I want to read this book, take this course if I'm, gonna, if I'm gonna fail anyway? It's a big waste of time. Plus I'll feel worse, terrible about myself. So I don't even bother. 
but the people like you and I who are coaches, uh, even less people want to coach because then they got to have that accountability or they think they'll be judged even before they get to the, 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 the conclusion, which is to succeed or fail. Again, this is, uh, you know, this is their own mental battle. Uh, but the truth is, of course, is as you're well aware, any coach who judges his client is a terrible coach. <laughs> All right. But that's what goes on in people's minds. And that's and that's and when I created Proficio, uh, you know, I, I, I took all this into account because people could succeed if they had a little bit more, just like you said, whether it be this computer thing, I'm holding up my phone, which Proficio is a as a coach, a totally customized coach on your phone for self-help only because it's not life coaching i was a life co life coach helps a, a client pursue any goal the proficio is the world's first self-help coach it helps a client i call them client they're they're half client and half student the student of self-help pursue the goals relative to a self-help course uh like that they that they're taking uh and then they achieve it because once you get because Everyone needs just that little more. I, I saw that in Proficio. You and I are real people. We are that little bit more. We're real people. So even better than just a, a, an app, but an app, everything has pros and cons. One of my favorite little Tony-isms is that even your own firing squad, firing squad has pros to it. You know, it's a quick death. And believe me, suffering, suffering sucks, <laughs> right? So, but we need a little bit more. All right, in all sorts of areas, in just about every area, I want another Tonyism. If you if you'll forgive me, is that by myself I can do very good things, but only in cooperation do I do great things. And whether that be cooperation with God, I know you're a minister. I I'm a very spiritual person. Cooperation with God and get and get the uh, the big Tony out of the way and make more room for God. I say that in the most non-religious way possible. Um, but or working with some or just me interviewing a podcast guest like Steve Kidd over here, literary author, uh, I mean, literary coach, sorry, uh, and or working together with other people towards some business goal or any other goal. Cooperation is where it's at or hiring a coach like Steve Kidd. Mm -hmm. Steve, I want to write a book. No, no, I want to write a bestseller. And Steve says, you came to the right place. <laughs> uh, that's the cooperation that I've just described. That's where greatness is at. Yeah, so, absolutely. How, that all said, how can I become a best-selling author or the person listening to our words? Well, you know, of course, you just need to hire Steve Kidd. And then, um, you, you know, I've done it literally thousands of times. I have 100% success rate. Um, I guarantee that I can make you a bestseller. Wait, what was um, that success rate? I have a hundred percent success rate over somewhere between about four and 5,000 people that I've worked with now. That's incredible. Yeah. In fact, I, I will make you a bestseller or I guarantee it to the point where I'll give you the money back, wow. which after, after I reached the like 3000 mark, I began to start questioning that guarantee because it sounds a little shallow when you've done it that many times, but I, you know, That's I've never remarkable. lost. Yeah. So I mean, I want to say this right away. So you offer a guarantee? I offer a guarantee. Yeah, I will give you your money back if I don't make you a bestseller. Wow, that's astounding. That man, that is confidence in in your product, man. I mean, there are all kinds of guarantees, but what you just described is an incredibly confident guarantee offer. 
Fantastic. Now that has intrigued me. That is, I mean, I've been intrigued this whole time, but now my ears are really up. Man, that is fantastic, Steve. Whoa, man, I'm, I'm just processing that, man. That is, wow. So, I mean, anyone listening, me, including me, I'm here listening. Uh, I'd like to write a bestseller. As a matter of fact, I want to write a bestseller. I'm going to write a bestseller. Why not with Steve Kidd? If this is the guy who offers me a money-back guarantee to get there. Well, in fact, Tony, I'll blow your mind even further. Um, for most people, you know, it's the middle of October when we're talking live here. Um, you know, you could still be a completed, published, best-selling author before the end of this year. I do it all the time. By the end of the year, already be best-selling author. Already be, Published yeah. in marketing. Yeah. Written, published, marketed. Wait a second. Steve, it's, it's mid-October. There are two yes. and a half months left. Yes. Oh, this is this is getting even more and more incredible as we speak. Two and a half months, you can say a person is going to become a best-selling author, guaranteed, money back. Yes, I mean, I will put the, you have to follow the program uh, as far as the writing end of things goes, you know, in order to do it that quickly. Right. And the guarantee really doesn't have to do with time because life happens to all of us. You know, yes. I yes, I just moved 1500 miles because my mom needed my help, you know, and I worked during that time, but you know, it, it had some impact on my life, you know, um, stuff happens, but really, honestly, if your book takes you longer than 90 days, it's because of something else in your personal life that came up. It's not because a wow. book should take any longer than that. There's a lot days. of people with programs out there that are a lot longer than that. But the truth of the matter is, is they're based in a whole lot of things that don't really have to do with my primary concern, and that's who is that book meant to help? Wow. So we, I think in, in some way we've just cut to the chase. I mean, this has all been a wonderful discussion, quite frankly. I mean, that's sincerely. But you're saying someone hires you, you get them to three months, you get them having their written their book that's going to be bestseller. Yes. My, my, um, my fastest ever so far is three days. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Now, I will tell you that that particular one was based off of an already recorded signature talk that a relatively high-end coach already had done. So it said absolutely everything they wanted. Um, and I paid my staff extra overtime and all of us worked 24-7 for that wow. full three days. That's and I don't remarkable. typically ask them to you know, to give up their lives and their families and, you know, all of that. But we did do one book in three days. That's incredible. Uh, uh, I'm blown away. All right, let's, let's take our final break. And then we'll come back with the unfortunate last segment with Steve Kidd. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. What if you could get the results of being coached without a human coach? What if a computer could coach you? Visit www.perficio.io. That's P E R F I C I O.io, where you can get coached without scrutiny, judgment, or pressure. You're listening to the Self Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozo. We're having an incredible conversation with Steve Kidd. He's blowing me away, quite frankly. I'm not going to say their claims because this guy. 
I mean, we're having a discussion. He's making claims, but I don't question them. I mean, I'm not challenging them because he says there's a money back guarantee. And he, he says, I mean, I, he's worked with many, many people. He's been at this a long time. Plus he's a minister. So, you know, he's got that. But uh, great, great stuff, Steve. Let me ask my, my wind up question. Uh, okay, you talked about how a person, okay, a person has a book in, every person has a book in them. Uh, they work with you. you. They'll get this book written in a surprising amount of time, not just getting written, it'll become a, a bestseller. In fact, that's the name of your, your last book. Uh, and you guarantee it. That's incredible. It's astounding. What comes after becoming a bestseller? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. That's where the fun starts, you know, because, uh, you know, becoming a bestseller is like building a foundation to a house. You know, if you built this really solid foundation and then you just didn't build any walls or a roof or anything else, it'd be like not that amazing of a house, right? You know, um, the work is not is done with the foundation. Yeah, you know, bestseller is the same thing. That's when you then can market, you can use it, you can speak, you can create courses, you can do all those kind of things. There's so many ways to monetize it. Um, you have to have that credential to start from. Bestseller is only the beginning. Um, you're, you're, in fact, my uh, ongoing, my guide to ongoing wealth that I'm uh, going to give the people is designed in that concept of, yes, you absolutely need to have a bestseller. Here's a free video that'll walk you through you doing your own book if you don't want to hire me to do it. And then here's the five things that you need to do in order to generate money consistently, ongoingly, and move into that world that we call wealth, what I like to call abundance. Wow. That's that's getting me juiced up, man. That's great stuff. Steve, you you uh, have been a fantastic guest, quite sincerely. Awesome. Very, very, very valuable information to the listener. Uh, I mean, just about any listener. Uh, and I've, it's been a true pleasure uh, speaking with you and getting you to share your expertise, which is quite remarkable. Uh, I want to thank you. Do you have any final um, comments to the audience? Yes, here's my final comment. Everything that we've said is great, but until you step out and start doing something, it doesn't mean anything. And here's why. Somebody is waiting on you. They made a mistake last week, last month, five minutes ago that they're going to continue to make, not because they're jerks, but because they just don't know any better. It's that thing that you do so easily that you probably don't even teach it because it's, you know, everybody has to know how to do that, right? Um, that very thing is the thing that they may literally be in tears over right now because they wish they knew the answer to. And until you put out your simple solution, they're going to continue making that mistake. Oh. Somebody's waiting on you. Now is the time to share you with the world. So profound, wonderful, great, oh, great stuff, Steve. And uh, I'm also saying you have a free gift uh, for the audience. I do. And I tried to make it as easy as possible for them. The URL is ongoingwealthguide.com. 
Um, and that's a five-step ongoing guide to wealth. Um, like you said, I've got a link in there. You could follow my free workshop that I do all the time. And uh, it's a recording of it. And you could write your book just from that. Um, but it's going to talk you through all the elements of everything you need to not just make a little bit of money, but to really create a system for ongoing wealth in your life and in your business. Great. And that's yours for free, ongoingwealthguide.com. Thank you, Steve. Now you have a number of websites and a bunch of social media. My pod, my uh, podcast will set up a profile page for you. We'll list it all on there. No need for us to mention it now. But I want people to go to the one website that Steve mentioned. Please mention it one 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 more time, please. Ongoingwealthguide.com. Go there and get Steve's free guide and get going uh, on, into accruing, creating your wealth, but in a literary way because this is something that everyone can do. Uh, and everyone has in them that's just waiting for to come forth and you get a guy like Steve to help help you bring it forth in a way that it's incredibly successful. That's where it's at. I really appreciate you, you uh, Steve, as a person and as an expert. Been a really wonderful guest. Uh, and uh, I, I'm better for it. I'm a better person for it, man, because you really inspired me. And I thank you for it. And uh, I want everyone listening to remember that we're all responsible for ourselves and we could all use a little help. And with that, thanks for listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. Thanks, Steve Kidd. Thanks, Tony. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.